Join us now for Education Matters, a weekly look at the real people and real stories in education across North Carolina. Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Keith Poston. As you know, each show we focus on a central topic. This week is the $50,000 question, teacher pay in North Carolina. There's probably no topic over the last few years that has generated more headlines and more debate than teacher pay. How much should teachers earn? Where do we rank? And will teachers really make on average $50,000 next year? We'll dig in with some terrific guests. Now, before we jump in to our topic, we go over some headlines each week. These are headlines from across the country and North Carolina that are making news this week in education. Now, while teacher pay generates most of the headlines, how we pay principals is likely to generate activity in the General Assembly next year. A new legislative study committee on school-based administrator pay met this week and heard plenty from educators, including the fact that North Carolina currently ranks 50th of 51 states in the District of Columbia when it comes to average principal pay. We will explore this topic in a future episode. Driver's ed funding may also be a topic again at the legislature. Some school systems are chafing at what they are calling an unfunded mandate from, from the legislature to provide free or reduced cost driver's ed to all students without increased funding from the state. Johnston County Schools, for example, estimates hundreds of thousands of additional dollars new costs for their school system each year unless the state either provides additional funding or modifies the requirements. Do you know what a lab school is? The budget passed this year includes a brand new program requiring eight UNC campuses to establish and run so-called lab schools. They're essentially charter schools that would serve students in eight school districts across the state. Now, according to news reports, the UNC system, which did not ask for the program, is scrambling to meet the legislative deadlines, which requires that the first four schools open next year. And finally, a great story out of Athens Drive High School in Raleigh. Junior Emily Williams and senior Kimmy Gebbia wanted to do something for Make a Difference Day, so they came to school early one day and posted sticky notes on the girls' bathroom mirrors. Each one had a positive message for other girls. The girls said they wanted to combat all the negative images and messages teen girls have to face each day. Other students added more positive messages, including you are what someone looks forward to and fat, skinny, tall, or short, we're all beautiful. What a great idea to boost confidence and self-esteem. Now remember, you can visit the Public School Forum's website at ncforum.org, click Education Matters, and you can read more about each of these stories as well as other topics we'll cover this week. As I said at the top of the program, we're going to focus today on teacher pay in North Carolina. In campaign ad after campaign ad, Governor McCrory and the Republican legislators have touted pay increases for teachers they say will increase average teacher pay above $50,000 next year. Democrats, including Attorney General Roy Cooper, who is running against Governor McCrory, have questioned the claims and say the governor and the legislature have actually shortchanged teachers and public schools. Join us for the first segment to help us try to get to the bottom of all this is Mark Binker, a reporter with WRL News in Raleigh, and Alexis Schaus, Director of School Business Administration at the North Carolina Department of, Department of Public Instruction. Thank you both for joining us today. Now, Mark, I'm going to start with you. Um, one of the roles you play here at WRAL um, is uh, a fact checker, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of a cottage industry now, it seems, in, in politics. And you did a fact check 
on the $50,000 claim back in August. Tell me a little bit about what you found. Well, when you're asking about the $50,000 claim, you're really asking three questions. Does the math work? Does it reflect people's lived experience? And what's behind that number? And yeah, the math sort of works across the state, but the next question is, why does it work? One of the reasons it works is because local school systems, like counties, chip in to teacher salaries. So when the governor or when the state legislature say, hey, we raised teacher pay to an average $50,000, that we is a much bigger we than just a state government. It includes county governments and county taxpayers. Uh, the other question about kind of live teacher experience, we hear from a lot of teachers who say, I've been teaching a long time and I'm nowhere near 50000 well, it matters a lot where you're teaching because there are counties that can't afford to pay those supplements, uh, and there are counties like Wake County or Chapel Hill that, that pay more supplements, employ more teachers. There are counties out west where teachers have have a tendency to stay for a longer time, so they tend to be at the higher end of the range scale. So there's a lot that $50,000 figure is sort of masking in a lot of ways that it doesn't reflect real lived teacher experience in, in some counties. Right. So you gave it a, a yellow light, if yeah. I recall? A okay. yellow, yellow light, which basically says, yeah, it's a right number, but there's lots of context missing. And this is really something we see a lot with anything that boils down a really complicated concept. I mean, teacher salary is something, you know, you have thousands of teachers with lots of different salary points and thousands of points of data. Anytime you see a single number kind of boil that down and you say, ah, this describes it all, klaxons should go off in your head uh, <laughs> because there's, it's always more complicated, more context there. And that's why we have Alexis here today who, now Alexis, is, is, has been described as the guru of teacher pay <laughs> at the Department of Public Instruction. I've it's always, true, you have to climb a mountain to go see it. I've her. always wanted to be a guru, but we have, we have the, the expert. And, and one of the things that Alexis is going to do is to help, well, help me and Mark, but mostly help our viewers understand how does teacher pay work, sort of what are the components of it, the, the context that Mark was just talking about. And we've got some, um, we've got some graphics we're going to put up on screen if you can sort of help us walk through sort of what the, uh, you know, what the pieces are. Sure. Be happy to. Okay. So the, first, the, the, the very first piece is the, uh, is the base salary. Correct. So the teachers in North Carolina are paid off a state salary schedule that is authorized by the General Assembly. And part of that base is um, it starts at $35,000 for a bachelor level teacher and goes up to 55, uh, excuse me, $51,000. Uh, on top of that, there are increments uh, based on the degree that the teacher has or a credential that the teacher has. Right. So um, the graphic here will show that 70%, uh, approximately 70% of the teachers are paid on the bachelor's level schedule. And then on top of that, a local salary uh, supplement. So the local supplements is sort of the next piece that, that, that most teachers get something from the, from the local counties. Correct. So um, some, as Mark described, some counties can uh, afford to pay a local supplement in the higher ranges. And we have approximately seven that have no local supplements. So those teachers are paid on the state base. Right. And so we're going to show on the screen the next block is the local supplement. The state average, $3,870 um, across North Carolina. But as you pointed out, seven counties have zero. Now, the third block that just added was national board certification, which is a professional credential that teachers actually invest themselves in getting. Um, how does that affect salary? So a teacher with national board certification, we have 12% who are actually eligible to be paid 
the, uh, the supplement of 12%. Um, the, there, we do have more teachers that have that certification, but they may not be in a position that is eligible for the pay differential. So they get an additional 12% above the base bachelor pay. All right, and then the last piece of the, of the, the, the chart, if you will, is master's degree. Yes, so a teacher with an education master's degree is eligible for 10% differential above that base bachelor's schedule. This has, uh, a teacher has to have started or completed that master's degree by August 1, 2013. So new teachers uh, with a master's degree after that point are not eligible for uh, the 10%. Right. So that was a that was a that, that was eliminated by the General Assembly in 2013. But the any teacher who already had one or were, all, were in a program were grandfathered in. That's correct. Okay. So that's one of the, when Mark you mentioned the sort of lived experiences, and I and I'll get back to you. But that's I, I just I think what I heard when the the commercial started running, it seemed it was almost around the Olympics time. So all of a sudden there were a lot of people watching TV, watching the Olympics, which was great. But there was all these ads, and that's what we kept hearing was these. We were getting emails and calls and tweets about, I don't make that, and my salary's gone down. I'm actually not making as much as as I was making even before the recession. Sure. Well, and you know, fifty thousand dollars is a handy political number. It's a psychologically satisfying, nice round number. And fifty thousand. Um, and it has the virtue of probably being in the ballpark of right mathematically. Um, and what it's communicating, it's not communicating to teachers, right? Those ads are talking to voters. Right. And they're saying, look, teachers get this average salary into North Carolina where the median household income is somewhere in the mid $30,000 range. That probably sounds like a really good salary. So it's a, it's a question of what you're communicating, in this case a very sort of broad brush figure, and to whom you're communicating. You're talking to voters. You're not, those ads are not talking to teachers. They're not saying, hey, teachers, you're going to make $50,000 this year. It's talking to voters saying, this is what we're doing for these teachers. Alexis, the, uh, the, the, as we were talking about, I want to sort of drill a little bit on the, the local supplements because it really does make a huge difference. We're, we're um, broadcasting today here in Wake County the highest um, average supplement in the state, just under $7,000 on top of that. So, which is kind of confusing to people when they hear that the average teacher will make more than 50,000 when the state pay scale actually tops out at just at that 50,000 or 51,000 now. Um, so that makes a pretty big difference when you've got a county like a Wake or a Mecklenburg, which are where a lot of teachers, a lot of veteran teachers are. Kind of skews the numbers a little bit, right? It certainly does. We have um, 100 of the 115 school districts. Actually, their average supplement is below the state average. Uh, Charlotte, Mecklenburg, and Wake County com uh, combined make up about 20% of the teaching force. So with uh, Wake County, I believe at the top of their scale, they're providing over 23% above the state base. It does pull that average up uh, where it can be confusing and misleading. We have 62% of our teachers are in districts that are in below the average. Which, and this is, which is exactly why it explains when you go around schools and they say, I don't make 50,000. If they're outside of Wake County, they're probably, being, they're, they're probably right. So thank you both. This is really helpful. You can see why there is a lot of context. Now, when we, um, as we go to break, see if you can answer this question. What percentage of North Carolina teachers have a second job?
Welcome back to Education Matters. In the first segment, we talked a lot about the stats of teacher pay. In this segment, we're going to find out what the teachers are saying. Joining me is North Carolina public school teacher Bobby Kavnar. Bobby is from Gaston County, and most importantly, he is the 2016-2017 North Carolina Teacher of the Year. So first, congratulations on that. I think I've seen you once since uh, you, were, uh, you won that award, so uh, congratulations. Well, thank you. Now, I know from working with uh, some of your predecessors uh, as Teachers of the Year, one of your roles is really to kind of be an ambassador for North Carolina teachers, which also means you travel the state quite a bit during your year of service, and you get to hear from teachers. What, what are teachers telling you? Let's first talk about the, uh, the teacher pay issue. I mean, what do are, what are you hear from uh, your own experiences as well as what teachers tell you? Well, I, you're right, I do travel all over the state, um, especially to some of the colleges of education. I visit a lot of schools. And um, you know that 50,000 number that, that you talked about in your earlier segment, there are a lot of teachers who don't teach in Wake or Charlotte Mech who say, I've never seen a check like that. You know? but, um, but I think more importantly is just the feeling of, it, of what's going on in education in North Carolina. Because we can talk all day about where we rank or what the number is. Is it 50,000? Is it not? But the reality is that if we're not recruiting good people into teaching, obviously we're not compensating enough. There's um, all across the state, I keep hearing from colleges of education that they are down 30, 40% in enrollment. I talk to young teachers and one of the questions I always ask is, how many of you were told not to do this? And every hand goes up. They're told by their parents, they're told by their peers, they're told by teachers, don't do this in North Carolina. And I think that's a very sad message that young people are being told that this is not a profession that has a future. And it's mostly because of pay. And, it, and it is because, it's because of pay, but I think more importantly, what's happened with pay and with uh, master's incentives and with um, teaching fellows and programs like that is that we as a state have sent a message that we're not interested in investing in the future of teaching. Yeah, we've got a chart that we're, we're going to show, pull up on the screen for our viewers, but it's, it really talks about sort of where North Carolina ranks. Um, and you can see, again, this is from 2008, 2009. We went from just a few years ago. Uh, you, were, you were a teacher here, yes. and you've been here in North Carolina for 13 years. That's we were right. ranked 25th nationally. Again, not to get hung up on the 50,000 or the numbers, but this that trend is not good if you're trying to say this right. is uh, uh, this is something that our state values. Right, and you know, obviously, cost of living changes across the country, but we were number one in the southeast. I think that's probably a, a standard that we should look to: is let's be number one in the southeast. Let's be number one in states that are similar to us in, in cost of living and standard of living. And, uh, and more importantly, let's send a message to young people that this is a good career, right. that you can be paid similarly to the degrees that are required in this career. Now, I have a master's degree in literature. I have a teacher who teaches close to me who has a PhD in mathematics. Uh, North Carolina pays 78 cents on the dollar for what I would get if I left teaching and went into a career with a similar degree level. Yeah, we're starting to see some more studies about that, which is um, um, just the idea of treating teachers like professionals. I mean, you, you're a professional, you've got an advanced degree, mm -hmm. yet, like you said, and we are losing a fair number of teachers to the private sector because uh, the private sector seems to be further ahead than where the you know, state government is in terms of uh, recognizing and keeping talent. Yeah, I think, I think in North Carolina we've done an excellent job of building our economy and growing our economy and you know since the, the collapse in the economy we have seen 
an explosion, and in an explosion that is affecting the schools because we have thousands and thousands of more children than we did before, and that's great. We're bringing in businesses, we're bringing in, um, we're bringing in money, but the teachers are not seeing that same growth that they that other industries are seeing. Right. Uh, the value of our pay has dropped roughly 13 percent in the last 10 years. Now, just not not just talking about salary, but uh, I heard you speak uh, a few weeks ago, and you mentioned uh, classroom resources. And we actually, you were the inspiration for an episode we had two weeks ago about teachers spending money out of their own pocket. I mean, what's That's been right. your experience as a teacher yourself, and what are you hearing from other teachers about that? Well, as as money coming in for things like, you know, they say textbooks, but textbooks means kind of all the materials that we use to teach. You know, um, as that money dries up, teachers aren't gonna let kids fall behind. We're not gonna give up on kids. And so we seek for parent involvement, we seek for community involvement, we seek, we seek resources anywhere we can find them. Right. But ultimately, when they can't be found, we draw out of our own pockets. And so the value of our pay has decreased, but also we're paying more into our own classrooms and paying more for resources. One of my messages as Teacher of the Year is let's give a kid the things they need to be successful. Give a kid a pencil when they need a pencil. That pencil has to come from somewhere, and often it comes from the teacher's own pocket. Right, and that's something that's, we're, we're going to keep talking about that topic on Education Matters, because I think it's something that the public really needs to understand, because it gets lost in um, the debates about numbers and dollars and budgets, as we're really talking about the children. Yeah. And what they have, to, to, and what the teachers need to reach every child. Exactly. I mean, which is, again, we're, we appreciate uh, uh, folks like you who continue to go into the teaching profession. What would you, um, what's your message? I mean, to, I guess, to current teachers and those who are thinking about it. I, I love what I do. I do. Uh, and I know teachers often go into the job for reasons other than pay. But at the same time, I'm a professional. I'm a licensed, degreed professional. And if we're going to expect teachers to teach things that are more demanding than ever before, we're teaching calculus and engineering and robotics and drafting. Right. And these things require licensed, degreed professionals who are advanced in their careers. And we need to respect the teaching profession. Well, we appreciate everything you do. And again, congratulations on being Teacher of the Thank Year. You. And thanks for what you do every day in the classroom. Thank thanks, you Bobby. Much. When we come back, we're going to visit the North Carolina Virtual Public School for this week's Leadership Spotlight. Each week, Education Matters spotlights individuals demonstrating exceptional leadership in education in North Carolina based on nominations from you, our viewers. This week is Michelle Lorsey, Chief Academic Officer at the North Carolina Virtual Public School, the second largest state-run virtual school in the United States. Leadership Spotlight is presented by the Burroughs Welcome Fund. Advancing biomedical science by supporting research and education. Good teaching is good teaching, period. And it is important that whether we are classroom teachers or online teachers, we're doing the same things. The days of textbooks and reading and doing worksheets, it's over. The personal part of teaching and learning at NCVPS is because of Michelle Lursey. That's the bottom line. She knows the conditions by which students learn best, and one of them is the notion that my teacher knows me. 
and Michelle made that happen through the virtual classroom where students are separated from their teacher by time and space. Every teacher, in order for our students to be successful, must form those personal relationships with their students. And on the online world, we have to do it well. She requires teachers to call, and then we check on that. She requires teachers to celebrate student success, and then we check on that. All of those things have made teaching and learning at NCVPS a personal experience. It's very important that we, as teachers, build those relationships with students. It doesn't matter that our format is online. That's just our delivery system. Education is the cornerstone. I know we hear the cliche about it being the great equalizer, but it truly is empowerment for students when they have a strong quality education. And education doesn't look the same today, no matter how much we want to say it does. If you know someone who deserves to be recognized, please visit our website, ncforum.org, click on Education Matters, and you'll find a link where you can nominate someone to be featured next week. After the break, this week's final word. Each episode of Education Matters ends with a final role, word. In my role leading the public school forum, I talk and write a lot about teacher pay. Teacher salary has been on the rise in North Carolina the last two years. That is without question a positive step. But North Carolina average teacher salary still ranks 41st nationally. In 2008, we were 25th. Today, all states bordering North Carolina have average teacher salaries higher than North Carolina, and we rank dead last nationally in teacher salary growth over the past decade. One concern about the raises handed out over the past two years is that it did not benefit all teachers. In fact, our most experienced veteran teachers have largely been left out. We eliminated longevity pay, we eliminated master's pay supplements, all at the same time. Why is this important? Teacher turnover is at an all-time high. Couple that with the steep declines in enrollment in teacher prep programs that Bobby Kavanaugh talked about and that we discussed in our very first episode of Education Matters, there are real concerns about a critical teacher shortage. Will increasing teacher pay solve everything? Of course not. Salaries are not the only factor drawing teachers to the profession or determining how long they stay. But certainly pay matters. Of course it does. What we need is a sustained and transformational investment in how the state supports its teachers. Rapid ascendance to the national average is the strongest strategy to counter a decade of stagnation. And it would place us at the top of the regional rankings as well. In addition to overall pay increases, we need to provide autonomy and funding for school systems to design new roles with higher salaries for teachers who want to take on some new roles in the school but stay in the classroom. And we need to look closely at incentives for hard to staff high need schools. We talk a lot about how important our teachers are to North Carolina's future. Let's prove it. Our teachers didn't go into teaching to get rich, but it's past time we started paying our teachers at least a fraction of the enormous value they provide for us every single day. That's it for Education Matters this week. Please come back and see us next week when we'll talk about the have and have nots, school district funding across North Carolina. Thanks for watching. <music>